It's now time for Team Talk on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. 1017 The Team is your home for New Mexico United, the Dallas Cowboys, LA Dodgers, and much more. Now, Team Talk on 1017 The Team. Third down and three here at the Eagles' five yard line. Chiefs have not led in this game. They trail 27 21. They're going to throw a quick pass to Tony. He's got it on the edge. He will walk into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Kadarius Tony on a pick route to the near side. Couldn't be more wide open. Good afternoon. Welcome to Team Talk, ESPN Radio 1017. The team, I'd say, couldn't be any more open. A couple of plays that Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs made inside uh, the red zone that were wide open. And uh, really, a lot of people talked to the advantages that the Chiefs had over the Eagles. And they talked about Mahomes' edge over Hurts just because of experience. But Tell you what, Andy Reid, uh, obviously, and his staff, Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator, were difference makers in the game. But let's get right to it, Sam. Let's just talk in generalities like we hadn't talked since the game ended. Uh, first, My first comment would be, heck of a game, okay halftime, commercials. By the way, we're going to talk commercials with the president of Media Match. Uh, Shelly Gregory is going to join us in about 20 minutes. We'll get her thoughts, her professional opinion on the commercials. And obviously, if you want to chime in about your favorite commercials or how the game ended or any of that stuff, we're always available at 505 1017 505 1017 So, Sam, um, you know, it's it was an anticlimactic ending all due to the penalty that was called against the Eagles, Bradbury. I mean, uh, I'm ready to, to listen to you. Tell me what you know, Sam. I'm, I know this sounds counterproductive, and it goes against everything that we're taught to do when it comes to sports talk radio, because I was so on Philadelphia, but I can't even say that I'm surprised that this happened. Even in picking the Eagles, you know, the caveat the whole time was, I'm terrified of Patrick Mahomes, as you should be, because he is going to do what Patrick Mahomes does. And the one the one spot where if Philly was going to blow this game, we saw it happen a couple of different times. If Philly was going to lose this game, most likely it was going to be self-inflicted. And certainly you have the holding call, but you have a couple of costly turnovers before that, you know, some... So, I mean, a fumble by uh, Jalen Hurts that right, went for a touchdown. Right, I mean, for starters. Right, and that was one of the things that bit them in their first loss of the season against against Washington. That was really, when the Eagles lose, it's because they beat themselves. But really, they got beat by the, by the entire Kansas City Chiefs team, by the players on the field. Nick Sirianni got beat by Andy Reid because the Chiefs, at halftime, made the necessary adjustments to get through that defense and also to to stop Jalen Hurts. But so so both sides of it, looking at the Eagles beating themselves on on the offensive side, they really didn't give their running backs a chance to 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 be a part of that game. It was a big part of the reason what got Philly to the Super Bowl, they didn't give their running backs much of a chance. Of course, I was rolling my eyes because the first play of the game is a handoff up the middle, but it goes for a yard. The creativity in the run game was just telling Jalen Hurts to go run rather than acknowledging all these really good backs that you have. And then on defense, there were just times, you know, this defense, as good as it is, between 
uh, motioning with his eyes, the way that they were uh, bringing guys around in pre-snap motions. Kansas City's offense was toying with him. That's why Kadarius Toney was so open there because you got a guy going in motion. All of a sudden, Darius Slay takes his eye off him for a second. Boom, Kadarius Toney out to the outside. Kansas City drew up the beautiful touchdowns that we've come to love from Kansas City for the last few years. Yeah, I was shocked that the Eagle defensive line never got a shot at Patrick Mahomes. I I just thought that they were going to be superior enough against that Kansas City offensive line that people had their doubts about. I wasn't going to say that Mahomes was going to get sacked four or five times, but you know, give him credit to the way he's able to maneuver around the pocket. Uh, but at the same time, when you have defenses that are firing off, even a Patrick Mahomes, uh, Mahomes that is l- a little gimpy. Let's not, let's not forget that uh, is able to get to him, and they they were never able to light him up at all. And uh, man, what a remarkable comeback from re-injuring uh, that ankle, Sam. I mean, uh, there's a lot of different rumors about what Kansas City was able to do at halftime. I mean, I've heard everything from rubbing barbecue sauce on it in Kansas, some good Kansas City rub, uh, to other things medically involved. But he came out and it was like he he seemed as healthy as he was when he started the game. Uh, The run that he made for 26 yards uh, would be in the mix for the biggest plays of the game. Uh, But you know, everybody's wanting to talk about uh, the hold, the the defensive holding call. Uh, I will tell you what I think. And just so you know, when we met with Coach Richard Patino today, he came into the press conference saying, "Should it have been a penalty? Yes or no?" And then the, with all the media guys in there, you had like everybody's opinion, and boom, a lot of them were different. Here, here's what I said. I said, Coach Richard Patino, this is what, no. I said, I said, here's the deal. These officials are trained to like make split second decisions. Okay. They don't have a, a lot of time. Uh, there's no review on a penalty like that, obviously. And I think that official is taught to watch for that because, you know, it, it does impede uh, the receiver's route. And I think when he saw that and he saw uh, how it impeded or slowed down uh, the receiver, that he instinctively threw the flag. And it really, uh, and I was rooting for the Eagles too, uh, it, it really made for an anticlimactic ending. Whereas if the flag had stayed in the pocket, you know, I'm sure, but no guarantee that the Chiefs would have gotten that field goal because it would have been fourth down, they would have kicked a field goal. Uh, they would have had a field goal attempt, and that's never a guarantee. Yeah, Butker had already missed one. He had missed one, and there was the, the footing. And we'll talk about that at another uh, point in the show. But, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, it probably would have been about an 85% chance he would have made it, but uh, 15% chance he wouldn't have. But then you still have the Eagles with one timeout and uh, more than enough time to get into to field goal range if, in fact, that was an incomplete pass. The clock stops. We weren't treated to that. Instead, uh, it was basically uh, that that was the game right there. By the way, the the play that the the play that ended up being 
the final play of the Cowboys season against San Francisco that we went back and forth on because of how silly it looked and certainly the execution didn't work. That's why plays like that exist. I mean, you're putting poor Jalen. You got to know your quarterback, man. You're putting poor Jalen Hurts in a spot to fail asking him to throw it that far. You know that his arm is not that big. Anything that happens, like whether it's the Cowboys using Zeke at, at, at center or Jalen Hurts kind of embarrassing himself by maybe that he was a little off balance or something because of the turf. Uh, I don't know. But, yeah, that was probably the shortest Hail Mary pass that I had ever seen intended for the end zone. And now, it, it like, that, that was a long way. But to see it come up, like, 23 yards short did surprise me. But I, I, you know, the, when but you're at, in, at in that, that point, you, you're yeah. basically, you know, you're you're begging is what you're doing right. at that. At thing. that point, everybody's so dejected from the from the whole situation, and the odds of it even working yeah. any, are so low. So anyway, getting back to the, you know, the way it ended, I know, you know, Scott Galetti. I was sitting with him. He's like, oh, Sam's going to be upset because the game's ending in a field goal. And I was like, I know I've heard Sam say that, but if Sam is upset every time an NFL or college game ends in a field goal, he's not going to be watching a whole lot of college or NFL football. I mean, it's, it is what it is, uh, and you know that. Uh, now, if you want to make the, uh, you, if you want to make uh, complain about soccer games ending in draws, I'll listen to that all day uh, because that to me is frustrating. Field goal doesn't bother me. Uh, you know, and it was inevitable if that wasn't called that a field goal would probably have factored in at some point anyway, Sam. Right, at least it would have been the case that they kick a field goal and the Eagles have an actual chance at a drive. What did it for Bradbury was the second one. You know, you hear sometimes when, when there's questionable situations in officiating, like if there's a scuffle, you know, a guy might be the instigator and the second one is the one that gets the flag. It was the second touch that looked like a, maybe a little bit more of a grab. They were both... I don't, I don't think either one was necessarily that consequential or impactful, but in that case, you know, I, I, I could understand, and we don't hear from these referees after the game, but if, if, if Carl Sheffers was to say, you know, I might have been willing to let the first one go, but after the second one, I got to throw it, I can live with that. I can too. Now, another thing to be in the equation is uh, that was not Mahomes' primary receiver there. It was like his third or fourth, right. and, you know, there's there's different things that they have you know when it comes to defensive holding about you know when quarterbacks break the pocket for that reason because you're going to be kind of stumbling upon each other in that case it almost seemed like uh, Mahomes didn't have what he wanted uh, you know threw it that way but at the same time saying I'm not going to underthrow this because you know the last thing we need is an interception right now so I I think had the penalty not been called and Kansas City would have lost, I don't think we would have been hearing a whole lot. I mean, I'm just saying. No, I mean, no, I don't. You're absolutely I think right. they would have been like talking about this, that, or the other. Um, but I, do I blame the official who has been through training after training and seen film after film of making a split second decision and throwing his flag? I don't. I, would I prefer he didn't? Yes. My thought on this one is the same. As you know, when we talked about the end of the AFC Championship game, you can't go back and review a holding call or a pass interference. You know, we can go back on a catch and look if somebody's toe hit the grass before it went out of bounds. But you know, we're not going to do that on a late hit out of bounds. Any of these, to any of these bang bang calls, I get we can't review them because it's not in the rule books as constructed. It just should be. 
Let them look at it. Whoa. Let them look More at it. More replay? Let them look oh at it. Oh, my. When the Super Bowl is on the line and the but way But you the- can't have just like, hey, we're going to do these replays in the Super Bowl, but not in the game between uh, the Bears and the Falcons in week two. Sure you can. Why not? Make- they have different rules for the playoffs. Why not? What what are the different rules for the playoffs? I'm saying you can. I'm saying why, yeah, okay. why, why can't there be different rules? Because for the to playoffs? me, I think it sets a horrible precedent. I mean, I really do. It's I, I I just think you're changing the rules in the middle of a game, so players are like taught and training and all that stuff to play by one set, certain set of rules. Uh, I don't think that you can have a certain set of rules for for any specific game. I mean, it's already it's an unwritten. It's not a rule. It's it's already kind of just this unwritten understanding that a lot more gets called in the preseason than it does in the regular season, and then usually it kind of okay. Goes- and I, I agree with that. And there's zero at stake in the in the preseason. So okay, so they are they they you know they're they're trying to tighten things up and implement uh, the way they're calling things. Okay, I I agree. There are a different set of rules for the preseason. Than and the regular season, it appears they don't say that. No, uh, but but what you're saying is that they come clean and say, okay, hey, everybody, pay attention. Uh, you know, we're going to go over uh, the new rules that are going to be in place for playoffs only. Now, I know uh, overtime uh, right. that, that one. Um, you you would be correct that there is a different set of rules for that, but. You got to have a winner, uh, and in that situation, and, and, and like if you didn't do, the, do these rules, there was potential for like a, a tie, and you couldn't have a tie. So anyway, that off to the side, inserting more replay rules in the postseason. I'm not so sure about that, my brother. And and I get we don't need more, but to your point, I, I mean, I think ultimately we all want to be on the side of these officials and sympathize with what they go through. You know, guys who've been doing this a long time, players look a lot different now and play a lot different now than they did when when Carl Sheffers was first coming up as a referee. So get you know, so they they have to make these really quick decisions and how consequential this game is to the way that. You know, to the way that the the way that we look at the teams that win, the teams that lose, the way that teams you know can sell themselves as Super Bowl champions, with how much we put on this game, with how much magnitude there is in what this game is, I I don't think it's I, I don't think it's a knock on anybody if you want to say. Let's hit pause for a second because the season is on the oh, well, line right okay, now. Okay, let's let's just say that we replayed the call against Mahomes on the sideline against the Bengals, and we replayed the the call uh, yesterday. Aren't you still going to have people 50-50 on it, Sam? I mean, maybe, but... Yeah, I mean, it's one thing, like, on a catch, you know, did he have his second foot in bounds? And when you kind of look at it under a microscope and you'll be able to tell where there's white in between his right, toe... Right, it's still an the... interpretation of the rule. Okay, so it regardless... But it, 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 it provides more closure, I guess. It gives me a little bit more closure if I see they went to the review and they still say it's holding. Because remember, it would be a case where the ruling on the field was holding, so you have to have the clear evidence to overturn it. They say it's still holding. Then but we can move on. But but that kind of whole that kind of call is subjective. Okay, like I, the the toe inbounds or out of bounds. I I think for the most part is objective. Uh, you know they tried the replay on pass interference calls. I mean, and it was a flop. Uh, you, you know, I mean, I think that Fair. you're you're gonna you know. 
get things. Well, here, let's get back to the original yes. uh, conversation. But it, I love uh, going back and forth with you there, Sam. Uh, All right, by yeah. the way, a heck of a job yesterday you did, you and Sam, or uh, Scott Galetti, by the way. Thank you. Um, yeah, uh, previewing the Super Bowl, man. People were getting the ins and the outs of that game uh, with you guys. Okay, so uh, there were only four punts in the game. That tells me, like, outside of that play that we're just talking about at the end there and the penalty, there was a, a lot of activity going on, a lot of ball movement going on. It was going the Eagles' way in the first half, and then Kansas City, as you said, in the 28-minute halftime made adjustments, this, that, or the other. But it wasn't like Philadelphia was completely stifled. In my opinion, you can't blame Jalen Hurts for anything other than a fumble for a touchdown is a big thing mistake. So I, I mean, that was a big, big mistake. But between his passing and his running, I counted 372 yards himself. And you were disappointed that the backs weren't getting the ball enough. Maybe the Eagles felt like there was not nearly as much opportunity to run the ball with the backs as there was with the quarterback and and Hurts can get that done. And he and he can and he certainly did. You got to create that though. When you're going up against Kansas City, you have to create your own way. You got to make your own way in this world. That's what they teach you when you're a kid. You got to make your own way and especially against Kansas City because that's what Kansas City does to everybody else. They make everybody else react to what they're doing. It's why they they're in all these games. It's why they win the Super Bowl again. And Philly was just, oh, you know, okay, our running backs have been so dominant all year. Wait a minute. All of a sudden, no wait, wait, we can't run the ball anymore. Oh boy, and there just wasn't enough of a plan B there. Kansas City, whether it's execution, whether it's plays, whether it's roster, they have plan A, B, C. They, they go so far, much further down than all these other teams. That was my biggest concern for Philly yesterday, and that's how it played out. All right, well, let's give credit where credit is due, and I know you're doing that, Sam. Here is the final call uh, from uh, the KC Radio Network. Chiefs 38. And the Eagles 35. Six seconds left in Super Bowl 57 regulation. Hertz takes the snap. The Chiefs only rushing two on a delay. Clock is going to be out of time. And the pass is going to be underthrown. It's incomplete. It's incomplete. Everyone, everyone who claims the Chiefs' kingdom will raise a banner above the National Football League again for the second time in four seasons. The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection, a big red reflection. The Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 57. Well, saying that Hertz's pass was underthrown is... is uh is being very, very... Uh, judicious. Judicious. Very and, nice. And uh, maybe even a little generous. I, I, I'll tell you this. If you want if we want to like try and hone in on that last uh, few seconds, I, I think had the Eagles just pounced on the squib kick, they would have possibly had enough time to throw a ball to the sidelines, maybe not to be able mm-hmm. to get into field goal range for a 60-yarder, but maybe a 75 or a 65-yarder, who knows? It, again, you're begging. Uh, but w- at least you would have gotten closer to midfield where Hertz could have reached the end, end zone with the desperation uh, pass there. All right, so again, giving credit to where credit is due. Uh, here is um, Patrick Mahomes. 
talking about that relationship we talked about at the top of the show. You know, experienced quarterback and right now the hottest coach in the NFL. Here's Mahomes on his relationship with Andy Reid. He's the, the best coach I've ever had about how he connects with players from everywhere. And I think you heard Frank Clark talk about it um, during the media week that we did. Is no matter where you're from, he can connect with you, and he, he you can tell he cares about you um, as a man as much as he does about a player. And so, if there's something that's going on in your life, he's going to ask you about it. He's not going to worry about how you're practicing or or hey, he needs you to be better here and here. He's going to ask you what's going on. Um, he's going to get that info from you, and he's going to he's going to do whatever he can to help. Um, and I think that's been the biggest thing. That's why every player that leaves Coach Reed talks so highly of him because it's not about – I mean, obviously he wants to win football games and, is, and, and be great, but he, he cares about the, the men that step in that locker room and how he can he make them better whenever they leave it. All right, well, uh, another star on that team, Travis Kelsey. He, uh, he played his brother – he played against his brother in the Super Bowl first time ever. Did you, did you know that, Sam? True or false? It was the first time two brothers had ever played against each other in the, play, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, there, uh, there aren't many that have been around in my lifetime, certainly uh, that are that good and on that good of two different teams. So. Yeah, yeah. And they, and they, you know, they really, lay, you know, lathered that whole thing on and brought in – uh, the um, the Kel- Kelsey's mother uh, throughout the whole thing, but anyway, here's uh, Travis Kelsey on you know b- beating uh, h- you know beating his brother's team. A loved one in, that, in a situation like that, um, you know you uh, you joke around all the time and say that you want to be your brother in the biggest stage ever, but it's um it's a uh, it's a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling, and that team that uh, that team had, had great leadership, great coaches. Obviously, at the it came down to the end, and uh, we got all the respect in the world for those Eagles, man. But um, there's nothing really I could say to him other than I love him, and uh, and he and he played a hell of a year, a hell of a season. There you go. Uh, that was it. Yeah, I mean, uh, that kind of stuff. It, you know, they didn't play literally against each other. Both of them played offense, so. Uh, anyway, but it was a sidebar to all the stuff that was going on uh, during the two weeks before the Super Bowl.